We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Very good. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, everyone else. Right, we're going to keep the lights on full because there's a bit of heat that comes out of them. <laughs> Hopefully it will help you out. If not, it's Puffer Jacket Sunday. We've labelled it Puffer Jacket Sunday. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, our, it is our miraculous Sunday and I'm excited about it. Uh, I love every person uh, in this room. I love the call of God that's on your life. And I pray that uh, you would know it. I pray that this morning uh, you know that you are important. You know that you are a part of the life of the church. And even if you're visiting this morning, you are a part of the life of the church, whether you you might be coming just to support the, the families that, that are, were dedicating their children. Uh, so we, 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 uh, we, we count you as part of the life of the church because we pray for you all the time. And because uh, we're, we're about getting into our worlds and we're about praying for our worlds. And so that's you. And so I pray that you, will feel, you feel welcome this morning. Please hang around, grab a coffee afterwards, grab something to eat, talk to people. Um, we're hopefully not that strange. So um, it's great, great to meet you. Excuse me. <coughs> All right. Um, so it's Miraculous Offering Sunday. Um, I, I, love, I love this day because it comes around once a year. Uh, once a year, we, we, we as a church partner, we as a church come together to go, you know what, this is, we're going to outwork generosity with our treasure. We're going to outwork generosity with our money, with our finances. And so if you're visiting this morning, uh, we, we don't talk a whole lot on money, um, but we, we, we respect money because money makes the world go round. Uh, you know, you, you, know you, you can't just walk in to pack and save, grab some groceries, get to the checkout and shake a hand and leave. If you try and doing that, your hands will be in handcuffs and uh, it's not going to be good. Um, so, so finances is something that makes the world uh, work. But I, I believe that finances is something that shouldn't dictate how we live. It's something that we should uh, live a life of generosity. And so this morning, I pray that you would know what it is uh, to step out by faith, step into a world of generosity and partner with us in the life of the church. I, I I have a, I've always got a lot to say, um, and I, I'll, I'll break it down. Last week I said we had 10 points, and we got through one. Uh, but uh, I really just want to say whatever God wants to say, and I've got an idea, and so we're going to go from there. Um, you know, we serve, we serve church, and we're part of this church, and you, you, you'll often know of the phrase, uh, of, of our heartbeats, honour, excel, advance, um, uh, reach out, and together, and so creates the acronym HEART. Um, and you would hear through the, the, uh, the excel heartbeat of three, three T words, our time, our treasure, and our talent. Um, and so I'm excited that, you know, through the life of the church, we, we serve God with our time. We, we give God, like I thank the, I'm so thankful for the people that uh, are on hosting this morning. 
I'm so thankful for the people who are on hospitality this morning. I'm really thankful for the people on the coffee machine this morning. Anyone else thankful for the, yeah, just because my hands were warm. Because, yeah, anyway. I'm really thankful for the people that are serving out in kids this morning. Because my, ch- my children are out there. And I'm, I'm so thankful. Like, I, I get to stand and worship. And, and as a parent, you sort of you get a little eyeline of w- where your children are. And you just want to see what they're doing. You, well, maybe you don't, but I do. But, and I, I look along and I, and I see one of my, my children just worshipping. I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful because that has not a lot to do with me. It has a lot to do with the, the peers and the, and the leadership and the kids that, that are creating that environment where, because it's cool. <laughs> it's not cool to stand next to dad and worship. Uh, <laughs> uh, if my other children swing off dad and worship. Uh, anyone else out there? <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm, I'm thankful for all the teams in the life of the church that, are, that, that serve. I'm thankful for the prayer teams. I'm thankful for the e-group leaders, the what the people that get alongside families and, and like like and I'm I'm so thankful for those people that are part of the life of the church who are outwardly serving. I'm thankful for you this morning. I'm thankful that you came and you've created a presence of God through your worship. Uh, because you sang this morning, I'm thankful. And so uh, I, I just want to say thank you to the whole church. Um, even this morning, Pastor Desiree is away because she's up in Masterton, because some of our good friends, Hannah and Aaron Hooker, have um, uh, decided to shift from Masterton into uh, to, to, to the city, into Wellington. And, and uh, she's up there honoring them this morning because, uh, because of how they served the church, church in Masterton. And so with, she's like, it's a sacrifice to be there. It stretches us as a family. And, and, and I really wanted her to hear this morning, but we wanted to be generous and we wanted to bless them. And we wanted, because we're about loving the entire, uh, like our, our whole church around the nation. And so I'm thankful that we can do that. And so, uh, so she's honoring them and, and uh, probably even saying something about now. And, and I'm personally thankful for them as a couple as well. They They've, they've come and visited a couple of times, but I pray you're thankful for the friends that are in your world. I'm thankful that people can speak into you, they have a relationship with you and can speak into your life. And so I'm excited about that. So Father, I pray that in the next few moments as, we, as, we, as, uh, as I speak, as, as I pray, Holy Spirit, you move. Lord, would you stir our hearts, Lord, that... We're part of a move of God that is uh, just something that I haven't seen. Before. I haven't personally seen. I've read about different things and I've, I've heard stories, Lord, but what you're doing right now is, is just amazing. And so, Lord, help us. <laughs> Amen. 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 I'm also thankful that this week I received a phone call from a certain person in the life of the church. And, uh, and he, he is a very gracious person, and, and I respect him a lot. And, and uh, he just rang me, and he just said, oh, look, I'd love to, hey, I, have I, can I grab you for a minute? I just got something I wanted to share with you. And I'm like, yeah, sure, he, he, no problem. And he, and he graciously just shared that over the last couple of weeks, he's heard some language coming from the platform that, that he's, that, really didn't align with who we are as a church. And I was like, 
tell me, tell me more, tell me more. And, and graciously enough, he, he said, you're the person who's saying the words. Amen. Hey, you always want to hear one of those things. All right. It's a bit like Nathan and, and uh, David, right? Nathaniel, Nathan and David. Uh, what has not got nothing to do with the same circumstances, by the way. Um, but, amen. Um, but he, he just said, hey, look, there's just something that you said, and I'm not sure if you understand. Or you know, he's, It was grace. It was great. And, uh, and I, so I listened to him. He said, you know, you've asked us a couple of times in the last little light is uh, when it's coming into a miracle offering, he goes, you've used the word trust me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, I did. I did use those words. Trust me. He goes, that's, that's not who you are. That's not who we are as a church. That's not what you've, that's not what you've taught us or, or, or shared um, of who we are as a church. It's, not, it's never about one person. And I said, you're so right. You are so right. And I, then I ended up just saying, you know what, thank you so much that you got on the phone and you were gracious enough to, and, and even had courage enough you know, uh, to even bring this topic up. And, and I want to say this morning, it's true. Don't trust me. <laughs> I'll say it loud. I'll say, don't trust, trust us. Because we, I, I did lean a little bit away from the language that we're, because this is the miraculous offering. It's not, not, not the miraculous, miraculous me. No, I don't know how to make that up. But as a church, it's so true. It's not about trusting me. It's just about trusting us as a leadership. And we have great parameters around how we administer the finances of the life of the church. And so I, I think that's just important. I wanted, to, I wanted to share that this morning as a church. We are about being together, together. And as a church, I pray that you would want to partner with who we are as a church. Amen. And so I pray that that, that, that language is not the heart, but I can understand totally how it could come across. And uh, we never want to be um, just a one person focused. We have a great eldership team and uh, I just want to uh, add weight to that. And so does that cool? I just wanted to bring that up this morning as we, as we move forward because we are a transparent church. Uh, all our finances get dealt with, with very diligently. We adhere to the highest level of, of the charity standards. We have audited accounts, everything like that. And so, amen, amen. Well, this morning, I really wanted to talk about partnership. Um, who knows there's lots of ships in church. And I'm really not trying to make it sound like another word. But there is, there's like, who loves relationships? Come on, if you don't like relationships, there's something wrong. You should love relationships. Uh, I, I like um, all sorts of fellowship is a great word because like hanging out with people. You know, I love, I mean, Matt's not here this morning, but Matt's out in uh, Mosgill and the team out there. He's leading the service and worship leading and doing all the things he loves to do. Praise the Lord. Because uh, I told him to, he had to do it. <laughs> Uh, but I love the relationship that I have with Matt, especially in the NBA season. I love it because he supports one team and I support, I'm not sure what team I'm supporting right now. I'm waiting until LeBron signs a contract. And uh, anyway, has no, NBA is not important. But I love the relationship of the light banter that we can have around supporting a, a, a game that puts a basketball in a hoop. Anyway, 
But I love those relationships. You should, I pray that you've got relationships that you love as well. Yeah, and, and, and so there's lots of this fellowship, um, discipleship. Who likes discipleship? Uh, I, I, I did an apprenticeship. When I was younger, I learned how to build houses and do building and all that sort of stuff. Whether I'm any good at it, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, most of the houses that I've built haven't fallen down. So that's a tick in my box. Um, that's a good thing. Um, but uh, this morning I want to talk about partnership. Partnership is something really, really important in the life of the church. And I'm going to read through the book of, or I'm going to go through a few examples in the book of Nehemiah. But there's other, other areas in the life of the church where, where partnership was so important. Like there's the four guys carrying the mat uh, and, and lowering down to the feet of Jesus. Who knows that partnership was important? Who knows if two people just decided to walk off, that mat's not going to work. Or maybe they have to carry more of a load. Um, you know, the disciples, when they were fishing, you know, they, that took partnership. They, how they flick the nets out and how they clean the nets and how they reel them all in. And, and even when Jesus said, put the nets out on the other side, they, they needed to call for others to come and help bring in the fish that they had caught. And so there's great partnership there. When, when Jesus sent out the 70, to go in and, and to talk in the, or in the regions about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's partnership. That's, that's people going out uh, and partnering with God. The partnership between the Holy Spirit, the, Jesus and the Father. There's a great partnership there. They all work together in different functions, but there's a great partnership. I like even like the mighty men, David's mighty men. I like Esther and, and Mordecai. And, and there's just so much partnership in the, life of the, in the life of the Bible. And this morning, I think it's so important. I've, I've shared about the different teams that have, that have been serving this morning. The partnerships there. You know, you know, the worship team is only as good as the sound guy. There needs to be a good partnership. Uh, you know, you can have one thing blaring and it can go, but there's a partnership, uh, uh, you know, and working together. The, even as we had the dedications this morning, what we were doing, we were partnering. We were partnering with these children and we were partnering with the families and, and just saying, come on, we're behind you. We're believing for you this morning. We're believing that your child is going to grow up to be the best that they can be in the call of God and the grace of God. And so I pray that partnership is something that is really important to you. Um, I wrote this down. Partnership is something that needs uh, unity, right? Partnership is something that needs unity. Who knows that a, a partnership that isn't unified, uh, that's not a good partnership. And I, I, I think of one of the greatest partnerships that I've ever had the privilege of being part of. It's, a, it's probably, uh, well, for me personally, the greatest partnership in my life. And it's coming up in February where I'm going to be married for 20 years. That's, that's, that's awesome. I praise God for that every day. I, I mean, I know she's not here, and so I'm going to be able to get away with whatever I want to say. She can't come back from, she, no one FaceTime this or nothing. But that's been the greatest partnership of my life uh, so far, uh, or, or it will be, it will be, I'm prophesying my marriage is going to go until I die. Amen. And so, I mean, one of the great, like, I love, uh, 
love my wife so much, but and who knows that it's always been awesome. <laughs> who knows that there's been issues? Uh, uh, who knows that every marriage has issues? But there's, ever, there's a partnership there, but there's, there's a partnership that is, has been surrounded in love. Like every, part, every marriage that you go into, you're never really just going into it from an amicable point of view. If you are, um, come and have some marriage counselling. We will save you from a whole lot of hurt. Uh, no, you go into marriage, you go into a relationship. Um, well, you go into marriage, relationships, you're, you're working things through. But uh, you go into marriage because you love that person. You are willing to do whatever it takes uh, to make sure that person flourishes and to make sure that person walks in the call of God that they have on their life. And I thank my wife so much that she is such a champion who, who has that heart for me. She, she does whatever it takes. You know, the other day, uh, she knows I'm a little bit of a food person. And uh, so she just brought steak home. Amen. Any steak eaters out there right now? Uh, if you, any, anyone want my wife to talk to their wife? <laughs> but uh, she just knew, ah, I'm just going to. And so she went out and bought the steak and we, sat in the, we talked in the kitchen. She made this creamy mushrooms sauce. I was going to say soup. And I cleaned up the barbecue because you just don't do steak in a frying pan. And, and why? Because she knows. She knows the different ways to my heart. <laughs> there's only really one way it's through here. Anyway. But, but there's a great partnership. There's a great partnership. And I pray that you would know this morning what partnership is about. Uh, you know, the, uh, obviously the other great partnership is the partnership of my personal salvation in Jesus. And I pray that you have that partnership as well of knowing your personal salvation and who Jesus Christ is as your Lord and Saviour, the person that, that has taken away the penalty of your sin. And now is, he gave up his life so that we could have life to, to, the, to the fullest. Um, and I am amazed at my life. I am so amazed at my life. I, I think, man, where, well, where could I be right now? From a, from a family of seven marriages between my parents, um, my brothers and sisters are all over the show doing different things, not serving God, but somehow God pulled me out and I'm just so thankful that there's a partnership there. I, I pray that you're thankful for the partnership that you have with Jesus this morning. I don't know your story. I don't know where, where life is taking you along. But the one thing that I do know is one of the greatest partnerships that you can ever live and walk in is the partnership with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. He will never leave you and He will never forsake you. There are gonna be times where you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Psalm 23. But you can fear no evil because He'll be right there next to you. Sometimes you might feel like He's far away. But I'm praying, I'm believing this morning that He's right there with you. Uh, and, and I'm praying that if you're circum in a place of, of circumstance that is right now, uh, I'm praying that you'll know the peace of God. I'll pray, I'm praying that you know who He is as your Lord and Saviour. Well, real quickly, we've got 15 minutes and I want to just go through a story of a phenomenal partnership. And in fact, Pastor Sam talked about it at our global prayer night on Monday nights. It's the first Monday of every month down here at 7.30. And so, and that's regular. So make sure you come down. It's awesome. 
we gather together, we pray through the nation, and Sam leads us for about 10, 15 minutes. But he talks about in, in Nehemiah about uh, a wonderful, well, I called it a partnership, but uh, it was 50, he's believing for 52 days of miracles. And, uh, and when he prayed that, when they started the prayer, it was the 52nd day was the last night of shout. And so we as a church are praying into the days leading into the, this conference that we go to every year because this is who we are as a church. Um, and it's just fun going to Auckland. <laughs> it is. It's easy. Direct flights, piece of cake. Might cost a little bit, sure. But uh, well, who knows? Anyway, anyway, running out of time, running out of time. Um, but uh, we, I've lost my thought. Miracles. 52 days. Thank you. Is there someone listening? All right. 52 days of, of miracles. And, and, I, and, I, and, and then even, even going back in my journal of re- reading different prophecies and, and something God spoke to me about Nehemiah, I really needed to visit these scriptures again. And, and I, I believe that just these next three points um, out of Nehemiah, something is going to stir up in you around partnership. Uh, we, at the end, yes, we're going to take up our offering and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, here, here's the thing. Unless there's a partnership that is there, uh, well, we welcome, obviously, your generosity. But I, I welcome so much more your partnership. Uh, you know, I, I think, personally, money is the easiest thing to give. It really is. In my world right now, money is the easiest thing to give. I don't have lots of it, but I do have some of it. And it's easy for me to just give out money than time. As like someone like, oh, well, I value my time way more than I do money. And, I, and, and like when someone asks for time, I value them way more than money. And so I'll try and give them time as well. Um, I value it more than, I value my talent more than money. Well, what, what's, what does that talent mean? I value my gifts. I value the graces that God's put on my life. And I was like, man, man, for me to not do what God tells me to do, that's hard, right? It's so easy to give money. It really is. Well, out of those three things, it's easier to give money. But, but this morning, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying let's give our entire life to Jesus. He wants more than just finances. He wants, uh, uh, he's given us the gifts. He's given us the grace. He's given us the talent and he's given us our time. And for where we are in the life of the church, we need all of it. So we should have three pledge forms. I'm gonna pledge this much finance, this much time, this much talent. Who's up for that? I will write that down for next year. But I thank you so much for the time and the talent that you've already given. But as a church, man, do we more? Do we need more? Yeah, we do. Right now, out in Mosgiel, our team is out there. Uh, Hayden Ewan is preaching. Come on, uh, Matt. Matt led the service and was a worship leader. We've got um, who's? Oh, Matt was a worship leader. Andrew's playing keys. Um, there's other people out there on, on doing um, other things. <laughs> Sound guys. The same as what happens here is happening out there. Who knows that this is a big team. And, but God has a team out there as well. And there's awesome people here. And, and even like Ben and Olivia, they're part of our team out there. But they're here this morning. What are they doing here? Well, because we need the drummers. 
And so I love it how as a church, we're just so flexible to go over here and over there. And I mean, they are, they are trying to focus out there, but they're also committed to the whole picture. And so, so anyway, let's get on to it this morning. In Nehemiah, I want to go through three things in the nine minutes that we have left. All right, grab your Bibles. Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. I am so excited and overwhelmed by what God wants to do right now. As a church, um, we are being stretched by the grace of God. It's not, of a, it's not an attack of the devil. <laughs> Everything's an attack of the devil. No, I, I believe the devil is uh, out there as well. And, and, they're, they're, and our, a lot of our leaders and a lot of, a lot of everyone is there's pressure coming on because we as a church have said, you know what, we're going to put a hand up. We're going to stretch. We're going to go further. We're going to do this. And, uh, and I'm so excited about that. And I, I, really my prayer is right now, Lord, send the workers. Send the workers. We, we have great workers, but we need more. We just need more for what God wants to do. Um, in Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, um, just before briefly, if you don't know the story of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, was, um, he, he, he was real passionate about Jerusalem, about the people of his nation. And, and Jerusalem at the time was destroyed. And so he sent and he asked message about how Jerusalem was. And he got a message back saying that the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down. The city is in ruins. And in verse, uh, well, chapter one, it just says this in verse four. You don't have, the team don't have it. It says this, when I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. And uh, then I said, it goes on. Um, you know, when it comes to Nehemiah and, 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 and a passion and, uh, and the purpose of who he is as a person, uh, there was something that got hold of him enough that he, that he mourned, he fasted and he prayed. I like it that we're humans, not robots. I like it that the way God has created us, we have emotions. I, I, I love the emotion of, of joy. I, 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 I'm enjoy, I enjoy the emotion of uh, sadness sometimes. I don't know all the time, but I, I'm, I'm glad that I, I can go to something that is sad and I can feel sad because it just reminds me of who, who I am as a person you know, and so I, I've, I've learned that, you know, emotions are a good thing because it shows you who you are. And I, I like it that, that in Nehemiah, he goes, man, there's something that grieved him. There's something that he was mourning about. There's something he wasn't happy about that led him to a place that he mourned. So when in those days, when they mourned, they, they, they changed their appearance. They would tear their clothes. They'd put ash on their head. There's something that, that so they needed people to know something's wrong. And then there was something that led him to fast. And there's something that led him to pray. See, mourning is something that is going to attach or affect your soul. Your mind, your will and emotions. Fasting is something that is going to, something, something you're passionate about something so much that you're willing to push against the natural one. 
when we fast, and when, when, when you're passionate about something so much that you're willing to pray about, is something that you're willing to get into the Spirit about. You're willing to pray. You're willing to get into the, into the Spirit realm and pray into it. Lord, it's no more can this keep going on. And like Nehemiah, he had this spirit right now that he would mourn. Something affected his soul. But something that he did was fast that affected the natural things that he was, the natural world that he is in. But he was also something affected him so much that he chose to pray, and if that would that then he chose to affect the spiritual world that he's in. And so there's it goes on and 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 it just shares three things. I need to get onto them because otherwise we won't get there. But in Nehemiah chapter three verse one to six, I want to read this because and and I'm going to do my best with the names. Um, so we'll go from there. Then Elijah, the high priest, and the other priests started to rebuild at the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set, it up, set up its doors, building the wall as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and the Tower of the Hananel. People from the, the town of Jericho worked next to them, and beyond them was Zechariah, son of Emery. The fish gate was built by the sons of Hazianah, and they laid the beams, set up its doorposts, and installed its bolts and bars. Um, Mermoth, the son of Uriah, the grandson of that person, repaired the next section of the wall. Beside him were Meshalim, son of Bereki. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. Well, at this point, what, I, what I'm trying to share here right now, maybe you've heard someone preach on this passage before, or, but in, in the, what Nehemiah got to, he's like, he, fast forwarding, he went to the king. The king gave him um, the, 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 uh, the leave to go and rebuild Jerusalem. And when he gets to Jerusalem, there's a whole lot of people that are passionate about rebuilding Jerusalem. I pray that we are passionate about building Dunedin. Dunedin to the further, uh, like I'm happy to go as far as God calls us to go. But I pray we're passionate about building and serving Dunedin City. But in that, it needs, needs, we need to be next to each other. And they were passionate. They dedicated the gates. They set them up. They set them apart. They prayed and they believed. Then the gates are not just a wall and a gate. There's a whole courtyard and a whole lot of life happens at those gates. It's like where they'd hang out and then when they'd talk and, and where they'd commune with each other. So you know, it's so important that, that we have a next to him or a next to her mindset. I pray this morning that with this offering, it's, a, it's like, hey, I want to be part of this. Like, you might think, oh, well, I can only bring uh, this. Hey, just bring a stone, put it in the wall. That's all. It, like if we all bring our stones and put them in the wall, the wall's going to get built. I live up on Highcliff Road and it amazes me. I drive past um, the fields and I see these stone walls that go for kilometres. I'm like, they, they weren't done with machinery. They, there was someone out there walking the fields, picking up a rock, putting it on a cart, the, the horses drawing the carts to the, and then the, putting the rock back into the, and these walls are amazing. They really are amazing how they just go for miles and, and miles and to the wall that, that Nehemiah was building. They, they went for, they didn't go for miles, they went for kilometers and then created a circle, obviously. But there, was, there were people who chose to, 
just be part and put a rock in the wall. I wonder this morning if you want to put a rock in the wall. If you want to put partner with, with what we're doing here in the city, what we're believing for in the city. You know, it's, it's going to cost money to set up the church out of Mosgiel. The way that I want to, uh, the, the way that I see that God wants to do it. Uh, the venue is already chock-a-block for a good Kiwi term. It's already full. We could probably get maybe another 15 or 20 more people in there. But the, the, the little place in Lang Street is already full. We need to believe and go for a whole, a whole lot more. And I've already had conversations with the local college that's there. And uh, he said, ring back in October. The thing's not even built yet. I'm like, all right, I'm just keen. Just letting you know. Just keen. But man, God's moving. We don't, I want to move now. I want to move now. So do we have a next to him or a next to her? Do we have a partnership together in believing for what God wants to do in this great city? I, and, it, and, and, and again, it goes back to our time, our treasure, and our talent. We need all of it. <laughs> Amen. So the, is anyone a uh, diesel mechanic? Anyone, anyone right now? Anyone know how to fix diesel heaters? Well, what are you up to this afternoon? I'll shout your Maccas. Uh, every, everyone will shout you Maccas if they can come in. <laughs> that, that was, even the keyboardist is going to shout you Maccas. That was, that was the Maccas alarm. Like once, the, once the keyboardists start playing, you've got to get off, right? Uh, the rock's in the wall. Kate's putting a rock in the wall. You know, has she, this, is the, this is the first time I've seen you play keyboard for a while. Just, just putting a rock in the wall. Next to him. Next to her. Just putting a rock in the wall. Um, I really want to finish this, so we'll go real fast. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4. Um, verses 15 through 18. So when our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God, that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. But from then on, only half my men worked while the other half stood guard with spear, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves beyond, uh, behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon. All the builders had a sword belted to their side. The trumpeters stayed with men, uh, with me to sound the alarm. See, what happens with whenever you're trying to conquer or whenever you're trying to be part of something, there's always going to be people that will, will come against you. And, we, and, and there, there will be, this, is, this is just the tricks of the devil. He's always going to send uh, demonic influences to try and uh, mess with your world. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that the strategy here of Nehemiah was that some built and some protected. Some, some labored, but some held swords. As a church and as a partnership, that is the, one of the beauties of, of the church of Jesus Christ. I don't know how many times this week people have texted me, can you please pray? 
as, as I go through my phone. I've got not quite hundreds, but from my key, from my key and core leadership team, can you please pray? Well, we, we say do this because it's not a burden because we are praying for one another. But, but I don't know about it. I'm like, Lord, I'm a little bit tired right now of how the devil is trying to come against what you want to do. And it's like, well, maybe I'm just going to stop laboring for a moment and I'm going to pick up a sword and I'm going to pray and I'm just going to believe. But here's the thing is, the greatest partnership is that some will labor and some will fight, so some will protect and the roles will reverse. That's the beauty about the church is that that there's going to be times where your head is down and you're just doing doing what you need to do. And you know that someone's got a sword protecting your back or protecting the front, protecting the side. Because that's who we are as a church. They will pray. They will pray. They will pray. And they will pray. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like getting to the point, all right, Lord, I've had enough. I really have. Because too many of, of your saints uh, that the devil is trying to come against of. And it's time that I'm just like, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wield my sword. My sword is the word, of the, the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And I can pray. See, is this, are, you, are we passionate about Dunedin City that something will affect not only just our soul, but we will mourn fast and pray? The beauty of partnership is that some will labour and some will protect. But I guess as we, as we finish, and I'm going to share more of this tonight, we turn over to chapter 6 of Nehemiah and verses 15 to 16. It said, So on October the 2nd, the war was finished just 52 days after we had began. And when our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. I, I, I'm, I'm not just not trying to live a life with my half as my cup is, is half full. It's not half empty. I'm more of a half full person. I'll, I'll try and be positive of things. But I love this scripture because. It's not about enemies being humiliated. Even though they were here, it's not about enemies being frightened. What it's about for me is that they realise that God is in this work. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what God is doing. But I, I just if I can just be a Nehemiah or I can be a next to him or a next to her and I can just put a rock in the wall and, and in 52 days, the walls of Jerusalem were built. That's amazing. I've been to Jerusalem. I've seen this, the, what, what's been made there. That's, a, that's amazing. It just truly is amazing. But what, I, what our heart is as a church is that our community will know that God is in it. That God is in it. Everything that we partner with, everything where we give our time, our treasure and our talent, as always a prayer, our prayer is that God is in it. God, God is going to be glorified through it. I, I, I'm so excited. And if I'm honest, nervous. I'm like, how do you do this, God? I'm just going to keep reading my Bible. 
Keep trusting Him. He, and He reveals the plan. And one of, one, of, one of the blueprints that God has always taught me is that He says this, whenever I ask and you say yes, I'll always move. When we lead a life of yes, when we lead a life of putting my rock in the wall, I should have brought in rocks this morning and handed out everyone a rock. But together we can, I'm not talking about politics, but we can build a wall. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit, come back. <laughs> no, together, together we can, we can go further like this. Have a look at the booklet. It's, just, it's really just a scratch of, of what we're partnered with in the last year. It, it, to be honest, it doesn't explain everything. But we've done, an okay, we've done a good job. We've done an okay job with it. But what you've partnered with, what you've believed for. You know, I don't want to try and be emotional, but the, the children that you've fed in India and educated, without you even knowing, <laughs> you were part of that. To, to, to maybe the other end of the spectrum, to making sure that Pastor Bruce Monk is looked after. Uh, when he flies from one place to another, being the apostolic leader and the grace that he has on his life. And that, you know, from, a, from I guess, poverty conditions to looking after and paying decent money for decent flights, for decent seats, so that we honour the people that have gone before us. I, I'm just throwing that out there as a spectrum. You've partnered with that. Every time that Bruce can get off a plane and walk into a nation and feel fresh and revived from being on a 24 or 36 or whatever flight, you've partnered with that and you've partnered with everything else in between. From Revolution Tour to young adults, through kids, through Shout Conference to many, many different things. You've partnered with that. You've, you put a rock in the wall. And so, Lord, I pray this morning. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you love every person. I thank you, Jesus, that it's all worth it. Lord, I know we could sit back and we could relax and we could live this amazing life that we get to live. But could we, could we believe for something even greater? Something even more, Lord. How do we step into this double blessing? And how do we, how do we serve a God of so much more? Will we just give Him our whole lives? And so Lord, I pray this morning as we, as we pledge and as we give, financially, as we be generous out of the overflow out of our lives, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in it and through it and also in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. What, what, what we're going to do. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.